Hello and welcome to this GBM Media podcast. As we're approaching the 31st of October, which is Reformation Day, the episodes of the Serving Today programme you're about to hear were first aired in 2017, marking the 500th anniversary of this major event in the history of the Church. So we hope that you enjoy them. In our series about the Reformation here on Serving Today, we're now going to consider its five main doctrines or theological principles. These are often referred to by their Latin names, but don't be put off by this as in this and the next programme, as Philip Parsons will explain what they mean and what they stand for. Philip is joined by Derek French. The first is sola scriptura, then there's sola gratia, sola fide, sola Christus and soli deo gloria. Now, sola scriptura means scripture alone, sola gratia means grace alone, Sola fide means faith alone, solus Christus through Christ alone, and soli Deo gloria is to God's glory alone. Well, take us through those one at a time. Let's begin with sola scripturia, scripture alone. Scripture alone. Well, it wasn't easy for those steeped in the church's teachings and traditions to reject the notion of an infallible church and embrace the infallible scriptures to which the fallible church must submit. But God gave the reformers grace to do so, and as a result we have the legacy of this first and foundational Reformation principle, which we must hold on to today. The reformers believe that all questions of doctrine and life must be settled by Scripture. It's true they were not always able to fully work the principle through into every area of church life, Sometimes this was because of restrictions placed upon them from a hostile state. In some instances it was because they could not let go of some of the traditions which they had held to all their lives up to that time. But Martin Luther could say, My conscience is captive to the word of God. Can we agree with him today? It's not just of academic interest, for the scripture is always under attack, often in most subtle ways. It may begin with an undermining of a doctrine such as creation or eternal punishment, but it will always lead to the denial of the gospel. Or it may be that some man-made tradition is put alongside the scripture and in effect given equal weight with it. Inevitably the tradition will become more important. No, we must hold fast to the principle of sola scriptura, scripture alone, and teach it to our children. It is largely this attitude towards scripture implanted within me from my earliest days which has helped me to hold fast to this scripture alone principle. It helped me when as a student I wrestled with evolutionary ideas. I came back to the acceptance of the truth and validity of the book of Genesis in the face of supposed scientific views which seemed to contradict it. Yes, I think that's so important this point, isn't it? Everything must be based on on scripture, on the Bible. And in some ways, it's sad that he was a church that had really pushed the Bible out and wasn't teaching the Bible to its people. That's right. And yes. it's lovely the Reformation brought us back to that. And yes. I think it's hard for us because we have the Bible in our churches and we've not known anything different. It must have been extremely difficult in yeah. those days for genuine believers. And the fact they were genuine believers is really down to the grace of God, isn't it? Yes. 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 Okay, so that's Scripture alone. And then the second one was grace alone. Well, this watchword raises the vital question, does man in any way assist in his coming to Christ? In other words, has he free will to choose to be saved or not? 
the answer from the scriptures is that it is all of sovereign grace. Luther saw this very clearly as free will versus free grace. In fact, the first major public debate of the Reformation, which took place in Leipzig in 1519, was on the subject of the will, which Luther saw from scripture as being bound and not free. And we need to be reminded of this today. One of the biggest handicaps to modern evangelism has been the emphasis on free will. Those who indulge in the practice of asking people to make some kind of physical response to the gospel are often betraying the fact that they do not really trust the Holy Spirit to do his work. They have to give him a helping hand, but God will not share this work with us, however sincere we may be. And so the modern sort of evangelism which tries to push people into decisions has been largely a failure and has produced a large number also, unfortunately, of false converts. It's not modern techniques or modern methods, but the old-fashioned gospel of the free grace of God preached in the power of the Holy Spirit, which will transform the hearts and lives of sinners. And even if God at times withholds his more abundant blessing from such faithful preaching, then we are still not at liberty to introduce novel anti-scriptural practices. Yes, I think that's a very solemn and a searching, but a very vital warning there, isn't it? You know, we are saved by God's grace yes. and by nothing in us at all. Yes. And I think those words in Ephesians 2, isn't it? We were dead in trespasses and sins. We had no life spiritually. Mm. We were incapable. It had to be by God's grace. Mm. I think we can be very tempted where we perhaps see the beginnings of some spiritual interest. And particularly in the case of children, children will often go along with what you say when there's been no real conversion work. I'm not saying there isn't conversion work in children. There is, I'm sure. But we do, I'm sure, have to be very careful with yes, pressurising so. children. Yes, yes. Thanks to Philip Parsons and Derek French, and they'll be back next time to consider the other three key doctrines of the Reformation. You're listening to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. Last time, two of the Reformation's main principles, Scripture alone and grace alone, were summarised for us by Philip Parsons. And he's now going to take us through the Reformation's other key doctrines in the company of Derek French. Of course, grace alone is linked very closely with the next one, isn't it? Which is faith alone. That was another watchword of the Reformation. That's right, yes. Expand that a bit for us. Yes, well, again, we go back to Luther and his experience. It was the words of Scripture, the just shall live by faith, quoted by the Apostle Paul in Romans, which first shone light into his soul. He was a devout Augustinian monk, and he had believed that he could only ensure his salvation by a whole host of good works. He says, if ever monk could have been saved by his monkish works, then I would have been. And so it was the result from his study of the book of Romans, he began to see that all had been done by another and that all the benefits were to be received by faith and faith alone. When he finally came to see that, that night he said, Speaking of his conversion, I fell into the arms of a loving Heavenly Father. That's a rather delightful way of describing your salvation, isn't it? Yes. It is, yeah. So important did Luther consider this principle to be that in his translation of Romans 3.28 into German, he actually inserts the word alone for emphasis, although it's not in the original Greek. 
It is perhaps this principle above all others which marks out biblical Christianity from all other religions and all deviant forms of the Christian faith. On the surface they will speak of the importance of faith for salvation, but when you probe them you find that our works contribute in some way to our salvation. The question then is, do we stand where Luther did? We begin the Christian life by faith alone, and it must be by faith alone that we continue to stand, so that when we come to depart this scene, our comfort will not be drawn from what our hands have done, but only in the finished work of Christ on Mm -hmm. our behalf. Yes, I think again of those words, again from Ephesians 2, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Uh, I think that's very important, isn't it? Yes, yes, Yes. even faith is God's gift. Yes, Yes. yeah. The fourth tenet was Christ alone. Yes, this follows on logically from faith alone, because if we do not have the right object of faith, it's not a true faith. Many have some kind of faith today, but how many really do trust in Christ alone and his finished work? There are so many things that can draw us away from the simplicity which is in Christ. In the medieval times, it was the works of the saints through whom grace could come. Many exalt Mary as the object of faith above her son. The danger for some of us is to have a misplaced faith in doctrine or orthodoxy. But if we do not go from the doctrine about the person to the person himself, then we are little better off than those who do not believe the doctrine. The question is, have you really entrusted yourself to Christ against all the issues of life and death. If you have Christ, you have everything. But without Christ, you have nothing. Mm. And Philip, the, the final of the emphases of the Reformation was sole deo gloria, to the glory of God alone. Expound that a little bit for us. Yes, well, again going back to Luther, the great question as a young man was, how can I be saved? But in later years, he turned to a deeper question, How can I glorify God? Mm. And it surely it is this question and how we answer it that will have a profound effect on not only what we do, but also the way we do it. Isn't so much of what we do for God done with mixed motives? Isn't there still too much a measure of self-gratification in even what we do for the Lord? How much is done for him because of a desire to bring honour and glory to him? Let us ask these questions of ourselves honestly, and confess where we fail. And again, aren't we sometimes so busy, even in the Lord's work, that we can forget the paramount need to seek his glory? And what about the glory of God in our worship? We need to watch that the desire to be relevant and modern doesn't overshadow the principle of doing all to the glory of God. Let solideo gloria be our watchword. If we can really grasp these five Reformation watchwords, and hold tenaciously to them, we will not go far wrong. May God help us to do so, and grant his church another reformation which we so desperately need. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight. 932534 That's +447508932534
or email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.